It's Coast 104.5. You are up and at them in the morning. On the phone, Elise Moore. She is the artistic director for the great American melodrama. Love what these guys do there in Oceano. So thrilled that you guys are back in business. I know you guys have been back at it for a month or two, but it's just good to hear because I have been such a fan of you guys for a long time, Elise. I We are so, so happy to be back. Uh, theater was one of the first industries that shut down at the beginning of the pandemic. We're yeah. on the last to get up and running. So there's nothing quite like, you know, making a room full of people laugh. And there's only a few places you get to do that. So we're happy to be back in the theater. I mean, I can't imagine that theater just being dark for so long. I mean, would you guys get together there and just make each other laugh and make popcorn <laughs> for no one? Or what would you do? There was one or two Zoom calls of just kind of getting everybody together. You know, we get actors from all over the country, but there are a few, you know, familiar faces. There's a core group of people that keep coming back. And there was definitely a couple of moments where we kind of got got on some Zoom calls and just did bits and made each other giggle and shared oh, memories. It. So, yeah. Now, so, Elise, you're the artistic director, but if anybody has been to the melodrama in the last, you know, decade or more, I mean, you have been an actor there for a long time. We'll talk about your experience there with the melodrama. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, my first time at the melodrama was when I was 15 years old. Oh my gosh. Uh, I had an aunt and uncle who live in Santa Maria and uh, I came down to visit. I'm originally from Washington state and they were like, we want to go, you know, we know you like theater. We're going to go to this place. And uh, I don't know if you've met 15 year olds, <laughs> but <laughs> It's kind of hard to get them interested in anything, even even the stuff that they, they claim to be into, uh, especially if someone's telling them it's going to be fun. Uh, but I went and I was sucked in. I had so much fun. And I had like a friend with me from high school who had come down and she had so much fun. And so it kind of, uh, you know, multiple <laughs> steps later, I ended up going to PCPA uh, nice. for uh, college. Yeah. Um, so I came back down again and uh, auditioned for the melodrama at the end of my time at PCPA and had remembered having so much fun there uh, and got hired. It was my first professional gig out of college back in 2006. Um, and so uh, I immediately just stepped on that stage and started making jokes and just realized that I had found my family because this is my type of humor. It's goofy. It's weird. It's spoofy. You know, I grew up on Mel Brooks movies and oh, Monty sure. Python movies yeah. and Saturday Night Live. And so this is exactly what I wanted to be doing. And there's not a lot of theaters in the country to do it. So I just kept, keep, I just kept coming back, uh, over the 15 years, I went to Chicago for a while and did improv and sketch comedy there. Um, and then came back and I've done a, a lot more in the past couple years. And then during the pandemic, uh, they needed a new artistic director. The old one moved to uh, the Midwest. And I said, you know, I, I think I'd like to, like to give it a shot. I think I'd like to, you know, continue to make this theater the place that I love and continue to improve and, just continue to make jokes. I mean, what, what a, what a hard pitch, you know, for any employer to be like, Hey, you want to come do comedy and go to the beach and drink wine? <laughs> right. Right. <You> know? <laughs> it's perfect. No, it's so cool. It's and perfect. I mean, in the melodrama, the idea of itself, like the great American melodrama, I grew up in Southern California in like the Northern part of LA County. So I was near like thousand Oaks and you know, we knew about the Moore park melodrama, which also, was similar, but I don't know that there are a lot of these left, are there? 
There are not. There are very few. Uh, there's a couple in, I think there's one in Colorado. I think there's one in Arizona. Uh, I think I want a Baker's. There might be one in Bakersfield still, um, but they are they are few. We are few and far between. And mm-hmm. you know, people always. You know, I'm trying to explain the melodrama to my you know friends and family who haven't visited. It, it's hard to explain to people because it's so unique. The experience right. is so unique. Yeah. They're like, it's a theater, and we're like, yes, but we do mostly comedy. So they're like, so no drama, and we're like, nope. But we also serve, like, beer and hot dogs. And they're like, so it's a comedy club? And we're like, no, 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 it's a theater. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those things of every time I explain it to somebody, they kind of go, I don't get it. And then they come and see it, and they're like, this is so much fun. You're this hooked. This is so incredible. They do. Like, nobody walks away from there going, uh, yeah, I still don't get it. Well, like, people will, immediately, yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll want to end up spending special occasions there. You'll get birthdays. You'll get anniversaries. Oh, yeah. You'll get like people go like I want to spend my special day and go hit up the melodrama. It is so much fun. We'll t- I want to talk about what vaudeville is uh, in a second, but um, yeah. you have a new, you have a brand new uh, play right now. We do. So we just opened Frankenstein's Bride last weekend. Uh, it is so uh, think of think of it very much in the vein of Young Frankenstein. You know, of just that Mel Brooks over wack, you know, over the top wacky. Uh, it's the story of the Bride of Frankenstein, which was like a 1935, uh, you know, Boris Kar- Karloff, a uh, universal movie. Um, and so we do, we poke fun at it. We poke fun at the silliness of it. We add our own spins. You know, we do the classic melodrama with the booze and the cheers. I love it. I totally. It's we throw some modern music in there. Uh, it's a ton of fun. I it's love that you throw a lot of little like one-liners in that maybe only locals will get. Like, your writing is very clever. Yeah. I mean, we sometimes, you know, let's see, about half the shows we do each year are written either by uh, either new works or written by people who have worked at the melodrama over the years. Yeah. Um, And or we get scripts from other melodramas uh, and, you know, we share scripts with them. And when, when we get them, it's usually understood that, like, Make it yours. Make it local. Make it, you know, yeah. what you want. Or the good thing, sometimes we're writing it for ourselves and we can throw, you know, Pismo broccoli jokes in. Right. And <laughs> there's always a Bakersfield line. For you know, sure. Gets a really good response. Um, so, yeah. It's fun. We're going to come back. We're going to continue with Elise Moore. She is the artistic director at the Great American Melodrama. Log in. Visit them. AmericanMelodrama.com. You can check out Get tickets for the new show. I do understand if you uh, show up and mention Coast 104.5, you'll score some free popcorn. That's pretty sweet. We'll come back with Elise and more. It's Coast. It's up and Adam in the morning. Coast 104.5, you're up and Adam in the morning. My name is Adam Montiel. On the phone, Elise Moore. She is the artistic director for the great American melodrama. I'm so thrilled. Frankenstein's Bride's back. It's the new show. Hit up the website, AmericanMelodrama.com, to get tickets. I can't say enough about just how much fun and what good entertainment. And then, you know, at least you made a really good point in the first segment, and that was, like, all ages. Like, you got a teenager who is picky. Oh, yeah. They're going to love the melodrama. You got someone, mom, dad, I don't care how old mom and dad are, they're going to love the melodrama. I'm interested in the history, though. What is the history behind? I remember once the last time I was there, it was pre-COVID, and you guys gave a shout-out to the owner. He had a... 
bunch of like grandkids and family around, and I was just like, oh my god, the owner's here! Like I was stoked. I don't, I don't even know who the owner is. <laughs> yeah, uh, back in let's see, nineteen seventy-five, uh, a man named John Schlanker, who was a high school teacher at uh, Rigetti High School. Um, he was the drama teacher there, and he wanted to open a theater. Uh, and, you know, it, it's hard. That's a, that's a hard ask for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he really wanted to do it, and he really kind of wanted to do this, the, you know, these kind of old melodrama shows, like real turn-of-the-century classic melodramas. Uh, so he sold a truck and got a loan, and he bought a Rexall drugstore, um, that was on Front Street, and he converted it into a theater. Uh, you'll notice when you walk into our theater, it's actually still the same old building. And this is a good inside tip. If you look up, there are the old fluorescent lighting strips from the Rexall drugstore still in place carrying the electrical across our ceiling. No so way. You can see the bones of it. And we've added on to it. You know, we added sure. the lobby and we've added all this other stuff. But it is a it is a big square building, which is a little unique for a theater. Um, but, yeah, that's what he really wanted to do. So when they first opened, it was just for the summer. Uh, and then they started adding more shows and eventually became a year-round theater company. We are open, I think it's like 49 weeks out of the year. We're only closed for the first couple weeks in January, which, again, super unique for a theater company. Uh, but we, yeah, produce seven shows a year now. And so when they first started, they did these, you know, these melodramas, like the classic, I can't pay the rent, you must pay the rent. Um, right. And that's where the booing and the cheering and the live piano that plays along with us for almost every single one of our shows. Wow. Uh, uh, but what they realized was that uh, they're pretty short. They were not very long plays, and they wanted to give people a full evening of entertainment. Uh, and so they decided to add uh, the vaudeville reviews. Um, and that's sort of the history of why we do three acts each evening is that in the beginning, they just needed basically more time yeah. so that people would sit around and buy more beer. Yeah, more content uh, <laughs> to kind of get them around to drink more. And, and vaudeville like, is an old school. Yeah, vaudeville is an old school a theatrical genre. And I was looking it up, and it was like originally, you know, comedy without like psychological or moral intentions. A lot of um, comic situational things. Talk about what vaudeville is and and how what the gears that switch for that third act. Yeah, so vaudeville, I mean, is old, you know, you talk about the vaudeville circuit and the original, I probably started in like the 1860s, right, maybe? Yeah. Uh, but really, when people think of vaudeville comedy, they think of it kind of in the 1910s, 1920s, really with the vaudeville circuit and the Orpheum circuit and, um, perform, you know, people who would have acts. Uh, and it really is the foundations of modern comedy. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you, if you do any sort of history of comedy, podcast show, anything, they'll talk about vaudeville and really how it set up modern sketch comedy. Um, so when they first started doing vaudevilles, they did very classic sketches, like stuff from the 1920s, uh, where you have just the two guys talking to each other. Who's on first? Would have, I don't know who's on yeah, third. Yeah, I mean, right. So, yeah, so we have those, like, any sort of early black and white sketch comedy that you've seen is all vaudeville based. Right. And they would, people would take other people's sketches and grow them. And, you know, it wasn't, nobody kind of owned a, a bit, 
you know, uh, and so it was very fluid and you could just shift it to whatever it needed to be in the moment. Yeah. So when they started doing the vaudeville reviews, that's what it was. It was barbershop quartet and uh, classic. Yeah. Who's on first. And then, you know, as the theater company progressed and as really, you know, comedy and the idea of sketch comedy and really Saturday night live kind of keeping that, that vaudeville spirit alive, uh, we now do our vaudeville reviews, and some of it's, you know, all the classic stuff. We'll still do Who's on First every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, but really, it, it is just the spirit of it. So we fill it with, you know, it's usually just like 25 minutes at the end of the night, and it's sketch and, so you know, songs and spoofs. Uh, and so it's more just little short things that yeah. we kind of string together with a loose theme. Um, but it's really fun. That's how I got my start directing is writing and directing vaudeville reviews. Cause I'm a giant comedy nerd and could talk about comedy. All right. day. Uh, but that's, you know, and that's some people, that's what they want to see. Like they'll come and just say, Hey, we just come for the vaudevilles. That's so, so we, funny. <laughs> so when we first opened, you know, we wanted it to be like, we knew the world was a tough place and, we didn't know really where everybody's head was at, but we just said, you know, we really want to do just funny, like no plot, no nothing. Like, let's just make people laugh. Let's just get people in a room together and remind them, you know, how important laughing next to your neighbor is. Uh, so when we opened in July, we did just a two act vaudeville where it was just all sketch and comedy and songs. Uh, and it was nice. It was just a really easy evening for people to have. Uh-huh. So not like Frankenstein's Bride is overly complicated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a different, you know, it's it's a different feel to it. So that, yeah, that's what our little vaudeville reviews, and that's kind of how they got started. I can't wait to come check it out. Elise Moore is the art director for the great American melodrama. Check out, visit them online, AmericanMelodrama.com. Make sure when you do show up, you mentioned Coast 104.5. They'll hook you up with some free popcorn. I want to see this Frankenstein show. I want to see the holiday show. So you're going to get sick of me, Elise, and I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to meet you, too. Have a wonderful, wonderful time when you come. I will. I'll look for you. Thanks for being up and Adam in the morning, Elise. Thank you. Wake up with Up and Adam in the morning. Mr. Up and Adam in the morning. What's happening, buddy? Hey, I'm just trying to tell you that this morning. You are slaying it. Slaying it. On Up and Adam in the morning.